Welcome back to Pop Culture Blast. I'm your host, Danny. I know it's been a while, but there has been a lot of things going on in my life. Um, I finished my summer job, thankfully, after weeks upon weeks of crying and questioning my major, I got through it. And also just getting back into the groove of school things as well. I've already cried like multiple times and I've only been in classes for two weeks now. <laughs> but yeah, so a lot has changed. I'm, I moved on campus. I, you know, came back and started my third year. And also I have been trying to keep up with my social life, including my now boyfriend. I know in the last episode, I said that I was dating somebody, but we finally made things official the beginning of July, and we became like <laughs> Facebook official <laughs> by August when um, camp was done since we both had dated while camp was going on. You know, of course, that's like taboo but we made it work so I'm really excited for that I got to go visit him over at his new place and I really enjoyed spending time with him because I don't really get to do that anymore now that I'm not working with him 24 7 so yeah that's about it um I have a nice well put together episode um with lots of research and lots of writing so I'm not hopefully I won't ramble but if you listen to this podcast you know I do do that a lot so yeah um let's get into it before we kind of dive into the first topic I wanted to give out some content warnings because you know with the layout of my episodes the first one is usually like something that's lighthearted and fun and then the second one is like dark usually so i have some content warnings before that i kind of wanted to warn you all now because i'll probably forget so this isn't part of the first topic this is more of my second topic so some of the warnings include grooming underage children and imbalance of power and appropriate relationships all of that so let's get started with the first topic so I wanted to address there are a few actresses that are actually leaving the franchise they're in and we're starting with Kelly Giddish I think that's how you pronounce her name. If you don't know who she is, she played Detective Rollins on Law & Order SVU, which you guys know, that's like my favorite show. So after 12 years, she's leaving, which I'm a little sad about because I really did like her character. Like there are some times I wanted to shake her and everything, but I'm really sad to see her go. So, 
she had paid a tribute to it, and she said, there is simply no other character on TV like Rollins. She's grown and changed, and I have as well. I started on the show when I was in my late 20s, and I'm grateful I got to spend so many of my adult years with Rollins in my life. And, of course, she had said some thank yous to Dick Wolf, who's the creator, um, Mariska Hargitay, that's how you pronounce it, who plays Benson, you know, they're very close, so she wanted to give a shout out to her. And also the COO of Wolf Entertainment, Peter Jankowski. So she, I'm really sad she's leaving, but at least I still have Marishka. Detective Benson's one of my favorite characters, and I don't think she'll ever leave. So hopefully we can keep it that way because I like her. But. She had announced this um, on August 24th because there was, like, an announcement about the upcoming 24th season. And, yeah. So, thankfully, there's a new season. I'm looking forward to watching it. I finished the entire show, I think. But I still, like, always go back and watch it. Like, if I'm doing my homework, I always watch it as background noise and sometimes I'll forget about my homework and get really really into the show but yeah so I'm really sad but I wish nothing but the best for her so the next actress and I'm going to butcher her last name I'm so sorry um Barbie Ferreira Uh, if you don't know she's the one who plays Kat in Euphoria So she is leaving, of course, she's leaving Euphoria um, as they're getting ready to put out season three. Now, there are like a few things I heard about this, um, kind of like how like she got into or the actress got into it behind the scenes with um, the creator whose name is not coming to my mind, but... Sam Levinson. And I saw this on, um, if you know Do Moi, it's a page on Instagram. And basically people send stuff in like, oh, like this actress was seen getting it on with this, even though they've been married to so-and-so for so long. So I always love reading those. I think they're so funny. But basically, they're like, um, what is it? It's like, you know, it's like tabloid news. So, like, you don't really know if it's real or not, but there was a Domois tip. So, apparently, Barbie and um, Sam Levinson had disagreed over Cat's season two storyline. So, that caused it. But then there was a source um, who works and is close to production had denied the rumors so I don't really know um but then she actually had later called rumors about behind the scenes drama untrue with her saying I've seen so many different things and a lot of it is untrue and some of it's kind of like mundane little things and she had also said sometimes things take on a life of their own and they're not rooted in the truth but it's okay because I know it's just out of passion and out of curiosity and all that good stuff and I signed up for it. So I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the good and the bad. So 
there was some people who weren't really surprised about this as well. As someone who doesn't really watch Euphoria, and you guys know kind of my view on Euphoria and why I think it's a very unhealthy TV show. Um, I mean, like, I think she was supposed to start out like as like a background character, but then she, she got more into it. So there was actually a Twitter user that had commented, Kat went from having a whole episode about her to four lines in Euphoria season two, like, baby, I knew something was coming. Another way to end, like, whom's is even shocked Barbie is leaving Euphoria. So I wish that actress the best of luck. I really do like her. I think she is a very, very sweet and kind human being, it seems like. And I know she's going to have so much more success, like, you know, outside of this thing. But, yeah. Yeah, also... So I, of course, do my research for this stuff. And I was looking at apparently Anthony Anderson is leaving the Law & Order franchise, which I'm a little bummed about. I didn't really watch the original Law & Order, but I know um, Detective Bernard, his character, had been in Law & Order SVU, I think. And I really enjoyed I think he is a wonderful actor. And he did very, very, very well. In it, so I'm a little bummed about that. So basically, it means that I don't really need to <laughs> watch the original Law and Order, which is good because I was not planning to anyway. All right, so moving on, um, we're still in our first topic, but I'm going to talk about some things that are coming to Netflix um, in September. So Apparently, there is going to be a movie called Blonde with Ana de Armas, who is going to be playing Marilyn Monroe in the movie. I'm very, very excited about that. Um, there's also, of course, like, like old movies as well that are going to get put back on there. But I'm actually really excited for that one because I absolutely love Marilyn Monroe. Um, there's also September 2nd, um, there's going to be a, a Netflix series called Devil in, Ho in Ohio, which is about some young girl who escaped a cult, and it's starring Emily Deschanel. I am actually pretty excited about that, because I love shows like that, like, like really, really dark. Like, I love, and, like, I know it sounds bad, but I, like, any movie or any show that has to do with something like a cult and like how like they can like a person can escape and then they share their story. I think that's very, very cool. Um also September 5th, apparently there's a sixth season of Coco Melon. So <laughs> I wonder how that's gonna be. I don't watch it, I promise. Maybe I don't. I'm joking, joking. Anyways, um yeah, there's a lot more I'm trying to go through the list really quick because I looked at it this morning and then I like completely forgot about it but apparently so I got off track I'm sorry the Marilyn Monroe movie um is going to be coming out on Netflix on September 28th which like I said very excited for I absolutely love Marilyn Monroe and 
I'm wondering if it's going to be like a biopic, like kind of about her life. And I think that would be very, very interesting. There's a lot of biopics coming out, I just realized. Um, Also, the Resident Evil movies are getting put back on there. Uh, Both of the Despicable Me movies. I don't know about the third one. There's some Austin Powers movies. Uh, Yeah, He's Just Not That Into You, which is a good movie. Um, The Notebook. So if you want to cry and eat ice cream, there you go. Now, the ones that I'm... I was naming, they're coming out, they actually came out yesterday, so September 1st, so yeah, I'm very excited, also Clueless is coming back on there too, I still have not watched Clueless, I'm sorry, I know, it's horrible, but maybe it's an excuse to watch it now. All right, so now that we kind of got the lighthearted topic out of the way, now we're going to talk about some dark stuff. Um, Refer to the content warnings if you need to, like, kind of move back towards the beginning and maybe look through the content or listen to the content warnings because this is very, very dark stuff. So... What I'm going to be talking about today is about underage dating in Hollywood. I know all of this stuff came out, I think it was after Demi Lovato came out, and that's what I'm going to be talking about today. So hopefully I get her pronouns right. I know she changed them. If not, I apologize. So she had a song come out called 29, and... She kind of has talked about She talked about it on the Call Her Daddy podcast. Um, so she had discussed the lyrics um, while, you know, warning young girls to be wary of dating older men. And she had also said, if you're a young girl and you think that it's sexy or fun to date older men, it's not okay unless you are of age. And then she had also said, it's portrayed as like, oh, you scored someone older, that's cool. And it's like, actually, that's weird. So she had came out with the song 29. So the lyrics is, finally 29, funny just like you, you were at the time. So this had sparked rumors that she was talking about her ex-boyfriend, Wilmer Valderrama. I think he was in that 70s show. I think he was Fez? Maybe. Yes, he was Fez. But I remember when, like, they first started dating, and, like, I thought they were going to get married and stuff, and I didn't realize there was, like, a huge, huge age gap between the both of them. Because I thought she had said that she was 18, and then she, like, came out with this, and... You know, she's like, oh, I I was 17 when we dated. So some other lyrics as well. She had also said, or in the lyrics, it also said, 17 would never cross my mind. Thought it was a teenage dream, a fantasy, but it was yours. It wasn't mine. 17, 29. So then also it was said that she allegedly outed the 
Wilmer with the lines, I see you're quite the collector. Yeah, you're 12 years her elder, which there was speculation. It was probably towards Wilmer's relationship with his current wife, Amanda Pacheco. I'm sorry, I'm so bad with last names. Um, Who's actually 12 years younger than him. So she didn't like fully confirm that it was about him. But if you listen to the lyrics, like you definitely know it's about him. So then uh, Demi's interview with um, Anna Call Her Daddy, she had also said, sometimes the public needs the truth, and that's why I decided to release it. I think the message is so important. But I think so far with some of the songs that she's came out with, like, it's her finally speaking out about you know, what she's gone through. Like, of course, dating someone who was 29 when she was 17. And then also you had Skin of My Teeth um, that kind of talked about kind of what, like I said, what she went through. Like, Demi leaves rehab again. When is this gonna end? You know, I can't believe I'm not dead. I'm alive by the skin of my teeth. So, I feel really bad for Debbie. Like, she's been through so much, and especially as a Disney star. I just, I feel bad for what she went through. And hopefully, with this stuff and everything, she kind of has some closure. I know she's coming out with a, or, no, her latest album is out now. It's Holy F Word. I I don't know. I don't think I'm supposed to cuss on here, so I'm just going to bleep it out, but you get the gist. So that kind of is what leads me into like underage dating in Hollywood. Now, obviously this has been a problem for years, but like if you're talking about like back in the like eighties, nineties, like all the way back, people were just like, Oh, well that's not bad. Or like they'll kind of like turn away from it. But I know, I think it was after the Elvis biopic came out and they're like, well, Priscilla was underage. Like she was 14 when she started dating him. And that's when like Jerry Lee Lewis got called out. Um, Wilmer got called out. Like a lot of people have been called out. So I have a list in front of me here that kind of gives me kind of a good idea on you know, which celebrities have, you know, been in weird, what is it, Um, relationships. So, of course, one of the biggest ones are R. Kelly and Aaliyah, which I had talked about in an earlier episode. So, she got married to him when she was 15 and he was 27. Now, of course... We all know that he is a disgusting individual and likes younger, like younger, younger women. Um, Also, there are some other weird things about it. Like R. Kelly had wrote, you know, Aaliyah's debut album and a lot of it was inappropriate. Like, you know, age ain't nothing but a number and, you know, things like that. So... 
Yeah. So she went through quite a lot with that, too. So then the couple got married in a secret ceremony in 94 that did not have the consent of Aaliyah's parents because, of course, with the law, if you're marrying someone younger, like, you need a parent's consent. And that's kind of scary that, you know, the parents had no clue. But then, thankfully, the parents had the marriage and annulled as soon as it was brought to their attention the following year. So then she had cut all ties with him and did not have any <clears throat> con further contact with him. So then, you know, then she died in 2001 and then R. Kelly got into trouble again because there was a tape of him assaulting his underage goddaughter. And then he was acquitted of those charges. But you know, in the earlier episode that I talked about him, he is now in prison for lots and lots of things. <laughs> so another one that, you know, dated an underage person was Jerry Seinfeld. So this was back in 93. He had just won an Emmy for... You know, Seinfeld, which I do really like the show. I liked the show as a kid. Um, he had actually met 17-year-old high school student Shoshana Lonstein in um, Central Park. So she had turned 18 shortly after they started dating. But that was... It, it was still like, you know, he like had contact with her and still proceeded to date her so as you know their romance was I don't even want to call it a romance it makes me sick to my stomach even thinking about it um she had transferred to George Washington or she transferred from George Washington University in DC to UCLA so she can be closer to him to they had a 21-year-old age gap, and then they ended up splitting in 98 when he had met his current wife, Jessica Sklar. Next, we have Jerry Lee Lewis. I know this one made me a little sick to my stomach. So he got hitched to his 13-year-old 13 13-year-old 13 third cousin, Myra Gail Brown. And they had wed in 50, 57. So apparently this was like a huge scandal. Then he was actually 22 at the time. And the press dubbed him as a quote-unquote cradle robber. And his performing fees had went down from $10,000 a night to two fifty. And then the couple divorced in 70. And then somehow he got his career back. Yeah, I think that one was one of the most disgusting ones, besides R. Kelly. Like, she was 13. Like, she still believes Santa Claus and that, and the Tooth Fairy and all of that. That's just absolutely disgusting. And while I'm at it here, I don't want to just target men for this, because women have done it as well. And I'm going to be talking about Fergie. So she was 23 
when she had dated Justin Timberlake, who was 16. So in an interview with Cosmopolitan in 2006, she said, Justin and I would go out together and have fun and make out. We went to Hawaii together, but we were never serious. He was Mr. Right now. Which, I mean, he's a teenager. Like, and even then, he couldn't do anything sexual because since he's underage, he cannot give consent. So I thought that was a little icky, but this also shows that it's not just men who take advantage of young women. There's older women who take advantage of younger men as well. So next is Nicole Scherzinger. Um, if you don't know who she is, she was in the Pussycat Dolls. I absolutely, I loved her in Pussycat Dolls, but once I read this, I kind of lost a lot of respect for her. So her and Harry Styles had casually dated when he was still in One Direction. So Nicole was in her 30s when she had first crossed paths with him, and he was 16 at the time. But although the reports claim the pair didn't officially start dating until Styles turned 19, the 16-year-old age gap in the timeline of when they met generated a lot of whispers. So, I, I didn't really know that, but, I mean, that's still, like, gross. Like, you still knew him when he was a minor. Like, why would you try to date him once he turns? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, we're going to go back to switching gears. That's just some examples of women who have taken advantage of younger men. So, I had stated this in the kind of the beginning of when I was talking about this, um, Elvis Presley, when he had met 14-year-old, now Priscilla Presley, in 1959 when he was stationed in Germany during his military service. So they had a long-distance romance, and then he was discharged in 1960, and then in 62, she... 16 now at the time had relocated to Memphis to be closer to him. And apparently his father drove her to school until she was able to get her driver's license. And then in, in 67, Priscilla and Elvis married. And then this was when Priscilla was 21. And then she had her daughter, Lisa Marie, all right, um, the following year. And then Elvis and Priscilla split up in 72. And then their divorce was finalized in 73. So Elvis was 24 when he met Priscilla, who was 14. And then they immediately began dating. And then in 1962, she was 16 and decided to move to Memphis to be closer to him. And then they got married when Priscilla was of age, which was 21. I think that's a little weird, not gonna lie. So next we have Jimmy Page, and he was part of, or yeah, he was part of um, Led Zeppelin, and he had met Lori Maddox. She was one of the uh, rock world's most popular groupies, even though she was just 
14 years old, you know, can't even consent to sexual intercourse. And she was still out doing it. And I'm not like victim blaming her at all. I'm just like, you're only 14. Like when I was 14, I would just sit at home and play card games by myself and play Just Dance 4. Whereas we had her, you know, who was a very popular groupie. And I know that was like a big thing back then. So I'm not slut shaming her, victim blaming her. I'm just saying that's, I don't think I've ever heard of that before. So Jimmy Page and Lori Maddox had began a sexual relationship that lasted until she was 16. And then she ended up catching him cheating on her with another groupie. So their relationship was proved, quote unquote, logistically problematic. And then when the band was on tour as transporting a minor across state lines for sexual purposes, carried heavy criminal penalties. So she would have to wait in Paige's hotel room until he returned. That makes me a little sick to my stomach, not going to lie. Now, another one is Steven Tyler. Um, if you don't know who he is, he was the front person of Aerosmith, which never really liked the band at all. I don't know. I, he's always really creeped me out. I remember when he was on American Idol and like, I don't know, he always made me feel very uncomfortable, but now it like makes a lot of sense. So he was 24 when he began dating 16-year-old Julie Holcomb. And somehow he had convinced her mother to make him Julie's legal guardian so she'd be able to travel travel over state lines while the band was on tour. Now, I know kind of with this underage dating and sexual relations, it has to do with a lot of like the old rock bands because I know like there used to be groupies and I think it's still a thing, but hopefully like they're of age so it's not statutory rape, but I don't really know. I don't follow the rock world, but I know like this was like a huge thing like back in the 70s and the 80s and all of that. So next we have Woody Allen. So Woody Allen is a disgusting individual. He's not even that good of a director. I don't know why he gets the praise he receives. I think he's ridiculous and I think he's a predator. So, uh, Woody's relationship with his wife, Soon Yi Previn, was, it was pretty scandalous because she was the adopted daughter of his longtime girlfriend, Mia Farrow. And now, like, that was obviously extremely gross. There were allegations of child sexual abuse lodged against him by his by daughter Dylan. Then in 2018, Christina Engelhart revealed she had an eight-year affair with the 42-year-old director. Now, she was 16 at the time. So when she was 16, she was she claimed to be sexually abused by Woody Allen, who was 42. <clears throat> then Three years later, Alan had released Manhattan, in which Alan's character was having an affair with a 17-year-old high school student played by Mariel Hemingway. 
So while he may have, you know, penned enjoyable movies in the past, honestly, I never watched a movie of his. I refuse to. I don't support people who think it's okay to take advantage of younger people. But, um, but of course, you know, I think he's a pervert, so I don't really want to support him. I don't want to go and watch his movies and he makes money off of them. I don't think he deserves it at all. He deserves to be in prison. So, like, there's a lot more, but the last one, I'm going to go back to Wilmer Valderrama. So, of course, he dated Demi Lovato, who's 17 at the time. He dated Lindsay Lohan when she was 17 and then dated Manny Moore when she was 16. Now, he was over the age of 18 around this time. So he went on the Howard Stern show and said that he took Mandy Moore's virginity, which was kind of gross on his part. But, you know, she declined the claim when she had visited the show. Honestly, I hate the Howard Stern show. I think it's absolutely disgusting because I know Justin Timberlake was on there uh, talking about Britney Spears and then trying to ruin her, you know, purity image by saying, oh, yeah, I effed her, which are like, yeah, I did have sex with her. Yes, I did hit that. It was like something like that. If you've watched the Britney documentary, you know what I'm talking about. But I, it's a very problematic show. And I don't know why we're so worried about who has sex with who. I think that should be something to keep in the bedroom and out of the papers. So, the papers. <laughs> we don't even use papers. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, so overall, Hollywood's gross. <laughs> That's like the basis of this podcast is Hollywood is gross. Let's uncover all of these horrible secrets. But yeah, and like with the Howard Stern show, I think he asks very, very gross questions. And I think that's kind of how journalism is when it comes to like, celebrity news and all of that you know there's like I mean there's people with talk shows who like well like ask you genuine questions like if you've seen you know first we feast where you know Sean Evans I think his name is he like brings in people and they eat wings and then he asks them like like very very nice questions or like oh I saw that you did this project can you talk to me a little bit more about that he like focuses more on the work that you know they put in along with oh I saw on your Instagram there was this picture you know what's the meaning behind it like if you're comfortable sharing so I I think we need more Sean Evans out there because you know he asks genuine questions and really is interested to know you know the person he's interviewing in great detail, but not, you know, like, oh, who did you have sex with? Are you a virgin? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? And while, like, I know the Call Her Daddy podcast, you know, that talks a lot, you know, about sexual stuff, but it's people who are willing to share that. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with sharing about your sex life, you know, as long as you're not 
embarrassing the person you are having sex with. And also, like, you know, they're okay with you sharing it. So, I mean, you do what you do. If you're into it, you're into it. I'm not going to judge you at all. But, yeah, overall, Hollywood is disgusting. So, that's the end of the episode. This podcast was recorded at the studios of KALA-FM St. Ambrose University. Opinions expressed are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University. So, thank you for listening in. Hopefully, I'll be able to record more now that I'm back on campus and I'm not standing out in the hot sun and I'm not hanging out with my boyfriend as much because he lives quite a ways away from me. But yeah, um, I hope you enjoy this episode and hopefully I get to do some more. I'm trying to get some people on here as well so we can talk. I had created a list, but last year was so busy and was very mentally draining. So I didn't have the motivation to do it. So hopefully I'm kind of able to do it now this year because I have a few people that really do want to talk on it so hopefully that is my main goal of this is to at least have one person on here so you're not listening to my annoying voice for almost 40 minutes (laughs) so yeah um stay healthy hydrate eat properly and take your vitamins bye